Core Confidence Life. Life. Welcome to the Core Confidence Life Personal Development Podcast. I am your host, Dennis, broadcasting to you right here in New York City. If you want to learn more about the podcast, listen to past episodes, and there's a lot of them, you can go to cclpodcast.com. That's cclpodcast.com. You can also find us on Apple and Spotify, the Core Confidence Life all that. And if you want to follow us on social media, please do. You know, Facebook, Twitter, we do use the Instagram sometimes. Uh, hanging out on Clubhouse and things like that. And so find us there as well. Don't forget to visit our website, the cclpodcast.com, and look around to look for some of the books that we talk about here, like Unshame Your Masculinity, right? So that has great tips on how to build your confidence, interpersonal communication, and sex life. So you might want to check that out, Unshame Your Masculinity, there on cclpodcast.com. You'll find it down at the footer area, or you can just look through the library. Okay, folks, so speaking of Core Confidence Life, Core Confidence Life, of course, is the name of this podcast and my coaching business. And today we're going to be talking about the meaning behind your business. So what do you do? What kind of business do you have? Are you an entrepreneur? And if you are, or even if you are working for somebody, what is the meaning? What is the purpose behind what you do? I was getting a haircut the other day and... It always amazes me how patient, you know, somebody is giving who's giving the haircut. It is it is a long, tedious thing to have to do. And I asked them, what, what, what do you how do you give a haircut? Like, what do you find? What's behind that? And artistry is behind that for him. Giving people haircuts is his way of being an artist. And so he finds meaning and joy in giving haircuts because he finds meaning and joy and making people look their best, bringing out their best, and it's art. It's an art form to him, right? So on today's program, we're going to be talking about that. And we're going to be talking about that with a entrepreneur from Pretoria, South Africa. And he makes blankets. And he's going to come and tell us about not just the blanket, right? And because, you know, blankets, not just the blankets, but what's behind the blanket? What's behind his business? Why did he create this business to begin with? What is he trying to communicate behind that business? And I want you to ask yourself that question for yourself. Think about what you do. Why do you do that? What benefits does it bring to you? What benefits do you enjoy bringing to other people vis-a-vis? vis-a-vis your business. So we're not only going to hear about his business, we're going to hear about his life story, building his business, and some of the ways that he stays focused and connected to spirit, 
and peace. So coming at you, we're going to be interviewing Urarabile Mashigo to tell us all about his cozy lifestyle after this. Hi, I'm Charlene Bowden, host of the It's Just Us radio show, president and founder of It's Just Us Productions. It's Just Us Productions is a cross-media company that produces radio and TV programs that are heard and seen by national and international audiences. Visit our website at ijuproductions.com, follow us on social media, and tune in on the first and third Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the It's Just Us radio show on the Artist First radio network. Uwarabile, how you doing today? Dennis, how are you? Today's blessed to be alive. Oh, good. I'm glad to have you on the program. And I and the, the reason why you're on the program is I like what you are doing with your business. So you are from Pretoria, South Africa. Um, and you've got a business to tell us about about um blankets. What tell us more about your business? All right, all right. So hey everyone. My name is Wada William Mashil. I am the owner and founder of Cozy Lifestyle. So Cozy Lifestyle is a fleece blanket business that I started this year in April. The basic story behind it was in April of this year, I was supposed to return back to the University of Pretoria to complete my legal studies. I was very happy and very ready since I'd already graduated. But unfortunately, Due to my bursary that was from the government cutting funding, I had to essentially drop out of school so that I was able to then avoid accruing debt with the university. So I came back home and I was just sitting in my bed, just looking at the roof, and I was just thinking to myself, man, what exactly am I going to do with my life? I'm from Pretoria West. Uh, it's a place where there's a lot of crime, a lot of drugs. And if you're someone who doesn't necessarily have a plan, it's very easy to fall to the wayside. So I had to think my way out of it. And that's when I remembered a conversation that I had with a good old man by the name of Mr. David Rotz. He was my house father. So he's like a house guardian in my, what the Americans call a dormitory, but we call it res. And he was pretty much telling me how he was teaching his, uh, his mate at the time how to make blankets as a way to supplement her income. But unfortunately for the mate, she wasn't able to like get on market for her products. So I figured I have a lot of people around me who could buy these blankets. I am able to market myself and sell these things. And I figured I'm going to use this business as a way to raise enough funds to head back into school, get my qualification in becoming a lawyer, and then hopefully help out my community. And this is where I'm at right now with Cozy Lifestyle, currently employing four people. And we are using this business to spread hope around the city, around the country, and hopefully around the world. So that's pretty much me and Cozy Lifestyle. Ah, all right. So in the Cozy Lifestyle, do you just make blankets or do you make any other kinds of products? Uh, around May, we got into scarves. So we've also been tapping into making scarves. But for our first season, we primarily focused on selling blankets in the years to come, we are going to be branching out into different products. We're already looking at heading into kitchenware, heading more into uh, homeware in terms of selling like beddings, 
selling kettles, but really just utilizing that word, life, that word lifestyle in our name and just going around the house and just finding ourselves, putting our products over there, just spreading love wherever it needs be. But for right now, we're just starting with blankets, but we have the vision of becoming bigger. Do you have any particular like target audience? I know that everyone can use blankets and scarves and kitchenware and everything. We all can use those things. Yeah. But oftentimes there usually is a, a an ideal target that you're uh, looking for, even if other people buy your product. All right. I think our ideal target mainly is women. We tend to cater a lot to women. They tend to be the maternal figures within the home. When you think blanket, you think your mother giving you a warm blanket when you're feeling cold or a mother using a blanket to hold her young newborn child. And I think that's where we see ourselves targeting these individuals because our essential message is cozy is love. And the source of love in the household is the mother or the caregiver, whatever that may be. But it's essentially we focus towards mothers, we focus towards women, but we also focus towards gents who want to feel, you know, comfortable and warm wherever they may find themselves. Maybe you're a trucker, long way from home, on your way, feeling cold, and you got yourself a young cozy on your lap and you're ready to keep on going with your journey. So although we may be primarily a woman brand or a female-focused brand, we are tapping into everybody pretty much. That's great. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So uh, what made you uh, decide to go into blankets, the blanket business, you know, um, cover me up at night. So, <laughs> you know, what, 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 what about blankets? I mean, because, you know, you could have been anything. You could have been uh, creating air fryers, computers. You could have yeah. went tap dancing. You could have walked around in the streets with a wig. So what this made you decide uh, with blankets? I don't know. I think when I was just sitting there in my room, it was something that just happened really unconscious. You know, when I thought about the idea and I thought about the conversation, because at the time, before I'd gone into blankets, one of my first small businesses that I tried my hand in was bicycle delivery. So I figured if I could get enough people in my community to deliver food around, kind of like how you guys have in the United States with Postmates, but have it here, have a derivative here in South Africa. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to see it through. But I think it was able to help me just get enough funds to start this business. But when I got into blankets, it wasn't necessarily that I, something that I like planned out or written business idea. It just it was a thought really that just hit me. And I think somewhat of my spirit and instinct guided me towards heading that direction. Till this day, I, I don't necessarily know why I picked that one in particular, but I'm glad I picked it. I'm very glad. Okay. Now, w- talk to us about these blankets. What what are they made of? How big are they? Like, just really talk talk about your product a little bit. Sure. So we use fleece as our primary material for our blankets. So we use two luxurious uh, pieces of fleece. They're pretty thick in size. So we sell 1.5 meter blankets, and then we sell two meter blankets. I don't know what the conversion is to your ends but that's like in metrics but more importantly our blankets tend to have or not even tend to they have very distinct patterns very distinct colors and very african inspired so with our old scotch uh, cozy that you'll see on our website that's very inspired by the maasai people of kenya 
or the Kosisi Abusa is one that celebrates the culture of the Ndewele people with their very distinct colors. So we tend to, as much as we're using materials such as fleece, which is very thick and very warm, we also have very African-inspired prints that just color up the home and just give it a very distinct feel. Mm, that's, that's beautiful, beautiful stuff. So is, mm. it's thick and everything, it's fleece, it's thick, it keeps you warm and everything. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely nice. And that would be a good gift for, for someone, anyone, a special person in your life or just for, for the family or something like that. So that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think you feel that the blankets that we make are not just blankets. We think of them as hugs that last a lifetime. So when you gift someone a cozy, you're giving them love that's going to be with them in their good days and going to be with them through their bad days. So because they're handmade, we feel as if we're transferring all the love that we have for these products to everyone around us, including someone who's going to be gifted these blankets. So I think on that basis, we definitely do feel it's a perfect gift for everyone who's looking to send love, especially in a time like this. You know, I like the message behind it because the blankets are symbolizing something even greater, which is love. Like a, it's it's an eternal hug. It's love. So you can get these blankets for your girlfriends, you know, you know, send them a, a, a an eternal warm hug. So I like the love concept behind these blankets. And uh, that's the intention in which you're making it. That's cool. So Thank tell you. us about you. Let's go into you as a person, as a man, as a business owner or just, you know, where do you come from? I know you come from Pretoria. But tell us about your life. How'd you grow up? And, you know, who are you? All right. So I pretty much grew up, I was born and raised here in Pretoria West. Uh, Pretoria West is a, I think the best way to describe it in like American terms, it, it kind of looks like Detroit. Like I've watched 8 Mile before and I think, wow, that place right there looks just like here. But it's not as bad. It's a very... Um, multicultural, multi-ethnic background. So a lot of people from all over the continent and some parts of Asia. And that's because we live right next to a refugee center. So a lot of people who come into Pretoria West are people who are seeking a better life and a better reality than the one that they previously knew. Uh, my mother and father, initially before I came to be, they lived all the way in a Tridgeville with my eldest sister and uh, through hustling and grinding, they were able to find themselves here, get themselves a place. And by the time I was born, Pretoria West became uh, a home. And uh, yeah, over time, I really just found myself being, whenever I found something that I was really interested into, you know, I just latch on all of my focus and all of my time. So I would just at times latch on into rapping one stage, I'd latch on to like poetry, latch on to public speaking, skateboarding, you know, I was, I was just, I was, I really loved and enjoyed doing all types of things, even if I sucked at some of them, like objectively speaking. But I think it was just the experience of it and the brotherhood that I gained from it that really helped me out. Um, graduated from Pretoria School, Pretoria West, like Pretoria West High School. I was a valedictorian in that school and I was able to get a bit of funding to head into the University of Pretoria where I completed um, my BA law uh, so in majoring in history and English. 
And also while I was uh, busy in that side of things, I was the chairperson or the sector chairperson of the Gauteng Provincial Legislature. So, of youth parliament rather, which is sort of somewhat of a house of representatives, but for young people. And uh, I had the opportunity to represent my area and to speak on issues that were affecting young people in my area. So I'm pretty much all these things that I was just going through growing up, you know, just kind of slowly but surely just prime me to where I'm at right now and just being more socially conscious and socially aware of issues that are happening around me. So when I came back home after dropping out, it didn't necessarily feel like you know, I was dejected or depressed. It just felt like some way, somehow, God is putting me in this position to go ahead and give, to go and be of service to my people you know, who've given me so much to get to this point. So, you know, that's me. So you are a leader. That's what I'm getting from all this. You are a leader and you're out to spread love and, and, and prosperity to your people. So that, that is what I'm getting here. So that sounds great. Tell us Thank a you. little bit of your struggles. What are some of the obstacles that you had to confront and move past just as a person growing up in life, um, and then maybe your business or anything. So give us some of the obstacles and how you move through those. Uh, I think one of the first major obstacles that I would face growing up was bullying. When I was in high school, and even in primary, I was a victim of a lot of bullying. And that was just mainly by the fact that, this is such a weird thing to say right now, I had latched onto English. So I was an English speaker before I was a speaker of my native language, which was Sibeti. So when everyone around you, you know, it's a predominantly black schools, they're speaking their native Sibeti. I'm the kid speaking English, kind of feel a bit like, you know, lost-ish. And you kind of, I don't know, you feel as if you're a black, black sheep. So everyone just saw that, that difference and they're like, nah, this kid... There's something wrong with this kid, you know, and it was a subject to all of that bullying. But I think over time, because I was able to latch on to things like public speaking, uh, rapping, for instance, you know, one of my biggest, you know, heroes is Kanye, Kanye West. And I just appreciated the sort of confidence that he had in himself and everyone around him. So I just took onto that confidence and then slowly but surely started just building myself up, you know. Uh, another big struggle that I faced in varsity was the fact that I had to go through this shift from being in you know, Pretoria West High School, which was you know, a predominantly black school, to heading to the University of Pretoria. You know, it's, it's very multicultural. There's a lot of you know, white people, Asian people, all types of people. So just trying to go into that space and then someone having to just get a firm grip of your identity I went through a lot of mental health issues in, in that period. And I was really even just close to just dropping out and just ending everything because, you know, the pressure was just really, really immense. But luckily, I had some really amazing friends who just pulled me through everything that was happening and supported me. And by the grace of God, I was able to graduate. But then, you know, life happened again. And I found myself here in this business where as I'm going ahead and just building it, you know, you go through a lot of challenges. One thing to note is that I don't have any previous business experience. It's like my first time, you know, getting into business, 
And I had to go in like learning very quick. So I didn't know much about bookkeeping. I didn't know much about like all these things that someone is supposed to know about business. So luckily I had to just have and use YouTube. I was just watching video after video after video after video. I was not watching Patrick Bet David. I was watching the roommates. I was not watching the roommates. I was watching Naval, Vositemba Guayo, pretty much anyone who has somewhat of knowledge in the business field, latch on, try to learn as much as I can. And I took all those lessons and just applied it into you know, my business and just slowly but surely growing it. You know, I went from doing deliveries on my bicycle around the city with these blankets to be able to now afford to have a website and now start to slowly but surely ship around the country and ship around the world. We're tar- hopefully, we're trying to get to target into the US and the UK by Christmas. So all of these things that I just went through slowly but surely subconsciously primed me for where I'm at right now. And uh, I'm just blessed for it. I think in hindsight, it's almost as if God prepared all of these things. I don't think there is such a thing as coincidence or happenstance. These were things that I had to go through in order to become and be in this position where I'm able to help people, where I'm able to be empathetic and where I'm able to be of service to people. So those are some of my challenges that I face. And you've made it through it because you're sitting here today with your own business, spreading love across the world. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Hey, that's what's up. So what do you, what does your future hold for you? Now I know your business, you said, okay, you want to make kitchen utensils and things like that, but just in a broad sense, what does your future look like? Just you as a man. And what does your future look like? Maybe in turning is terms of your business. Uh, as a man, I would love to see myself in the future being able to have a family, um, being able to continue to the community. So opening up a trade school or a school within my community, um, building Cozy Ford and making it become, if not the largest, you know, the first or even the second, I don't know, but just becoming the largest brand in terms of homeware, you know, in not only just the country, but the continent and hopefully even the world. I definitely do feel that the way Cozy is being built, the momentum that it's getting and the message that we're bringing across resonates with so many people. And we want to be able to reach more homes because I feel that there are a lot of homes in this country that are needing of love. And I feel that our products could be that first step towards giving that love over, or at least starting the bridge towards bringing that love over. And just in general, wanting to be in peace, in peace with myself, in peace with my family, in peace with the universe, in peace with all that is around me. You know, peace with those who've come before me and peace with those who come after me. So it's that sort of peace that I'm just striving towards. And I just hope that through all the actions that I'm currently doing right now, it is leading me towards that direction where I'm able to be content. So those are the big things that I see myself being able to do in the future. Uh, And you mentioned just 
peace and peace with the universe and peace with everything. So what do you do for yourself to bring some of that peace and unity within yourself? Uh, when I wake up in the morning, I meditate for 15 minutes. I clean up my room, even though I struggle with it sometimes because it just gets busy, but I at least try and clean up my room, do a bit of yoga. I say a prayer. And in that prayer, I show gratitude, gratitude for the roof over my head, for the food that I eat, for the sun that beams down on me, for the water that I drink, for the family that I have, for the friends that I have right now and for the friends that are gone. And I just asked for protection and guidance into the new day. You know, I also read a lot. One of the books that I'm currently reading right now is Zero to One by Peter Thiel. And as well as just going through one of my favorite books of all time, which is Letting Go, A Pathway to Surrender by David R. Hawkins. I think that book has fundamentally just reshaped how I think, reshaped how I process a lot of my thoughts. Because in the past, I used to have very defeatist thoughts where when I'd wake up, I'd have thoughts that just say, listen, you just can't do anything. You're not worth it. You, know, you won't elevate. You won't grow. Whereas with this book, I'm just learning to just take these thoughts, acknowledge them for what they are, and just let them go. So you know, that's just some of the routines that I do. But more importantly, just talking to friends, talking to my family, talking to everyone around me, and just being social instead of just being recluse and keeping my thoughts and feelings and emotions to myself. Mm, and having an outlet. So I like what you said, the, the meditation routine, the reading of the books. Books have definitely helped me. Um, you mentioned you uh, looked to Kanye when you were younger to in, in, encourage you to have that, that confidence that he displays. And so you've got a lot of things that help you move forward in your business because it's not you need something to anchor you mm -hmm. to your center. You know, you need mm -hmm. something to just kind of anchor you. So what uh, for people who are listening out, out there, what would you tell people um, a few things? What's some lessons you learned? What's some advice you would give to people about um, starting their own business um, and about staying centered and keeping that eye on the prize when difficulties arrive? I think that's a question I get a lot from my friends when they see everything that's happening. And the one thing I just tell them is just start and just start from wherever you are, you know? And I think starting, you know, it seems such an, like an easy answer, like go ahead, just start a podcast. I understand that in your head mentally, you do go through those thoughts, those apprehensions where it's like there's just so many businesses out there. What's going to make mine special? But there's no two businesses that are the same. The business that you create now is one of its kind. And the only way you can see it out and see how far it can go is to just go ahead and just start and just take things one day at a time. I'm cozy. There are days where, you know, nothing really happens. I'm just on my social media. I'm just posting. I'm on Clubhouse, I'm talking to people, I'm with my friends, I'm talking, I'm getting ideas. And then there are days where everything happens, where there's just a lot of orders that I have to do. I have to do bookkeeping, I have to do an interview, I have to do this and I have to do that. But just taking it all in, 
one day at a time and just starting more than anything. You know, I, mean? I think the beautiful part about living in this era is that we have this cool thing called the internet where you have sites such as YouTube, you know, things such as Twitter, such as Facebook that has all this free information out there that you can just utilize and just go ahead and just develop, grow, and be able to start those businesses. I don't think there's any secret codes that the big guys above you know, have that we can't do in ourselves. Surely they may have one or two talents that are just unique to them, but I honestly feel that each and every single one of us has a Michael Jordan level of talent in whatever that may be. You know, For instance, for you, Dennis, your Michael Jordan level talent could be you're a great podcaster. You have this crazy, amazing voice. You know, for me, it could be just being able to connect with people. So each and every one of us has that talent. And I think because God gave us that talent, we should go ahead and just tap into it. You know, go ahead and just use it and use it to spread love, to create, to inspire and to shift, you know, the world into a, a new paradigm altogether. So if there's one takeaway that I'd love someone to take from my journey, it's starting because we're in our era right now where anything is possible. Literally, whether you come from any sort of country or background or continent, like anything is possible. So just get started and get to working and just trust that all things will happen in Jutan. Mm, that's great, great words, great advice. I definitely appreciate that. So tell us, how can we learn more about you? What's the cozy website? What's ways that we can look at these blankets and maybe maybe place an order or something like that? Ooh. <laughs> yes, sir. Definitely. So if you want to learn more about us, Cozy Lifestyle, you can go to our website, which is www.cozy, which is C-O-Z-I-I. Dot co dot za, which is that is www.cozi.co.za. And you can go ahead and place an order. We are going to be opening up our shipping options to the United States and the United Kingdom from the beginning of September. So you can just pay us a visit, see what you like, pay us on uh, PayPal, pay us your credit card. We even accept cryptocurrency. So if you got Doge, Bitcoin, we got you covered. You can then hit us up on our Facebook, which is Cozy Lifestyle 012. So it's C-O-Z-I-I Lifestyle 012, as well as our Instagram and our Twitter. It's at Cozy Lifestyle, one word, and you'll C-O-Z-I-I as the logo in black, and you'll know that is us. So that's it for me. Mm, all right all right well we'll definitely have that up there going on so thank you for coming on the uh, show and sharing us with your business and you just as a person sharing all of your wisdom because it's uh, oh i have a business but what's behind that what's the meaning behind that business and how do you walk through life and i appreciate you sharing with us those things I appreciate you, Dennis, for this opportunity, and I appreciate all your listeners for taking time from their lives to listen to this. I'm absolutely very grateful for it. Thank you so much. If you'd like to be a guest on Core Confidence Life to share your talents, resources, or life lessons, just go to cclpodcast.com. 
That's cclpodcast.com and click on Be a Guest. 